Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the Four Man Rush. Hello, Panther fans, and welcome back to another podcast with the Four Man Rush. Sorry about the sabbatical, but uh, we had places to go and things to do, aka Wofford Camp. Um, so, as you could probably uh, uh, come to the understanding, that you know, we're going to talk about Wofford. Um, there was a lot of things that happened. Um, uh, Four Man Rush had great access. Uh, we're going to talk to you more about that. If you were following us on Facebook, you probably caught some videos, um, or some uh, some exclusive videos from the Four Man Rush. Um, uh, you know, it's, so we're not going to take too much of your time. Um, we're going to break down um, the offense um, analysis of the uh, Wofford camp and um, d- dig a little deeper into into uh, uh, our expectations and uh, uh, things of that nature. And um, we're going to start off with Kevin because he was uh, the man on the scene um, gathering all the info and 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 you know, sharing it with everybody on our, on our Facebook page. And um, uh, Will and I are going to uh, talk a little bit more about, um, uh, well, talk more in detail about, about the offensive players and uh, offensive schemes and this, that, and the third that happened at, at Wofford. Um, so Kevin Avery, man, you had to be the luckiest dude, Panther fan, father at the, uh, Wofford camp for sure. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I'm definitely was privileged to have the type of access that I was granted. Everybody knows that when it comes to training camp, I'm going to be there. The goal this year is to make every single practice. So I got I'm five for five right now. Today was the off day. Uh, they'll be right back at it at 920 tomorrow morning and 920 on Thursday and then Fan Fest on Friday. So see if I can uh, see if I can keep the streak going. But yeah, definitely with the with Fan Fest. I mean, not Fan Fest, but yeah, with the opening kickoff party at Walford, it was a great scene. It was plenty to do. There's a lot of excitement. I mean, you could just feel the atmosphere of fans just excited and eager to see what this 2019 season is going to uh, unveil. I personally, you know, was looking forward to it. Uh, this particular camp is definitely special to me because I, I was blessed with the opportunity that my daughter Jelani is coming along with me and she flew in from California uh, actually the morning of and been right by my side. She took a lot of the film that I shared on the uh, Four Man Rush Facebook page. So my baby, she definitely, you know, want to contribute to this upcoming legacy that we're building here with the Four Man Rush. So just want to let her know, Jelani, I love you, baby. Appreciate you helping out, Daddy. But overall, I, I really, for what it was, you know, opening night, you know, it was just helmets and shorts. It was just pretty much... You know, hey, guys, we're back. You know, let's do some drills. Let's run a few plays. Let's just, you know, let's start the installation process. And I really enjoyed the fact that we didn't really hold anything back as far as the type of, 
I guess I would say the type of plays that I saw offensively. Hmm. Um, you know, as you know, with Noah Turner being offense coordinator, we are running that Eric Coriel playbook that he is considered a godfather of. And I, I definitely like the fact that I was seeing some formations and some personnel groupings that didn't get to see a lot of his first year round. Hmm. But it's already been on the books to say that, you know, Noah didn't even use half the playbook last year because of, you know, the issues with Cam. So as exciting as the offense looks, even when we started off six and two last year, mm-hmm. I think the best is yet to come. And me, myself, I'm definitely looking forward to it. But definitely the opening night was something that was just good to be with and be around other fans and just suck up the atmosphere and just see our boys start to uh, lay the foundation for what we're hoping is successful 2019 season. Yeah, hey, Will, I'm, I'm excited about the season coming up, man. How you feeling about it? Hey, you know, unfortunately, I couldn't make it uh, to Spartanburg this year, but just from what I've been reading about the offense, you know, it looks like Curtis Samuel, you think about it, this is the first time man, yeah. since he's entered the NFL that he's had a full offseason to train and get better and go through uh, mini camp and training camp for the whole time. So, you know, you're gonna, I think you're going to see a breakout year for him, possibly emerge as that X receiver. You know, it's going to be interesting to see what DJ Moore does as the, uh, you know, complimenting Curtis at that wide receiver position. So those two I'm really looking forward to. You know, I think the one thing I've been paying the close attention to is the RB2 competition. You know, I heard Jordan Scarlett's been on and off. You know, he's looked good, um, improved his hands a lot. Seems like he's been struggling in pass protection a bit, getting blown through. So, you know, he's got a couple welcome to the NFL moments there. Um, who else was I reading about? You know, the left tackle competition is going to be one to look out for, which we'll get to in a few minutes with uh, Daryl Williams holding it down right now and Greg Little going through some growing pains. So, you know, it's just a lot. You know, I've read about that. You know, I have to look forward to this summer. You'll see how these battles play out in the preseason. Yeah, man, I, I, can't, I can't wait, dude. I can't wait. And, and Kevin, um, what, what, what did you see um, in terms of – um, the uh, offensive line. Uh, how how was that? How was that panning out? As far as the offensive line goes, I really see a lot of I see a lot of intensity. You know, to begin with. Now, keep in mind that they're slowly, even though they was cleared and passed their physicals, they've been real careful easing center Matt uh, Paradis and um, tackle um, Daryl Williams into it. Now. Even through five practices, they have yet to have gone through every single individual and team drill all at once. They've primarily done, you know, some individual work and some team drills, but never the full, full course. So, you know, with them, you know, want to make sure that their injuries are are healed and that they're getting their legs up under them after a long layoff. I'm actually cool with this. This allows other players who may not had opportunity to get as many reps a chance. And as y'all all know, we definitely got to develop our depth. You know, you're only strong as your weakest link. So definitely seeing the rotation on the offensive line definitely is something that I, I take enjoyment of. You know, to be honest with you, Larson is looking real nice. I saw him getting reps at both center and uh, guard. And also Moulton. Moulton looks like he Moulton looks like he he wants to play for that big contract coming up in probably uh, next year. You know, he looks like someone that's you know all about business. He he pretty much had like a business mind frame, and I definitely I definitely like his approach. You know, with him solidifying that right tackle spot. Trey Turner, he was someone that 
you know, he battled some injuries too, but he's looking good and healthy. I've seen him participate in all the drills as well. So we're talking about a perennial, you know, pro bowler at right guard. So with the talent and everything that we have and possess, I think this offensive line, I mean, knock on wood, will be one of the biggest strengths of the Carolina Panthers in 2019. And a Strong offensive line will do wonders for, you know, Cam Newton, not only passing, but in the run game as well. Definitely with with the transitions and things that I've solved with these first five practices, um, I'm really excited and eager to see these guys go up against competition. I can tell you all now, for those of y'all that wrote, wrote off Greg Van Roten at left guard, please change your mind. That man looks like a man possessed. He he really he's really not giving up that spot. So for everybody that had Daryl Williams pouncing in at left guard, um, you uh, you might want to have your eraser ready and change that up. Also, speaking of left tackle, from day one, from the first practice on, you know Daryl Williams has been the one at left talk left tackling, not Greg Little, mm. and I think that that's the right move. Rivera himself said that he didn't just want to give reps away to Greg Little. He wanted him to earn his reps. And I think that's how you should go. A lot of times some teams fall up under the pressure of a high draft pick. Well, we immediately got to, you know, get him out there, but you know, much is given much is earned. And I just think that the way that we're handling the approach of rotating linemen is a good thing for the Panthers building the season and heading into the um, regular season as well. Right on, man. That's what's up. That's what's up. Hey, I, I was wondering how Van Rupp was going to, going to uh, react to uh, uh, everybody talking about this, the, the potential shuffling or, you know, he might not even be listening to the media and, and, the, and the talking heads, but and he had to be thinking in his mind, okay, uh, Daryl's uh, coming over here to the left tackle. We just picked up Little. Um, what could happen here, you know? And and he, he, you know, he apparently buckled down and brought his lunch pail to work and, and, and dropping some heads around here. I like that. I like that. Um, and Will, I know you was talking about uh, the the running back situation. How do you feel about how do you feel about Ian, um, and and his transitioning into this season? You think you think he's going to be a an impactful player, maybe? Yeah, especially with um. It's a tight end with uh, Greg Olson, you know, is um, haven't been able to finish the last two seasons. I think that tight end depth is going to become key between uh, Ian Thomas and Chris Manhurts. And I think last year when Greg Olson was healthy, you know, Norv had him playing 100% of the snaps. So with his foot condition, I don't know if that's going to be the case this year. So I think it'll be a golden opportunity for Ian to come in and, you know, and earn some reps this year and fill in, you know, on that all or nothing it looked like. There was a little bit more that the fans don't get to see that the coaching staff and insiders get to know. It just seemed like Ian was a little bit slow learning the playbook and adjusting to Mm. learning how to become a pro his rookie season. But, you know, coming in year two, I think all that's behind him. The cobwebs are out. You know, he's going to be more experienced coming in and more familiarized with the playbook. So I'm expecting a lot of good things out of him this year. Yeah, and one thing I want to say about Ian Thomas, uh, he was – you know, from the first five press I saw, he was he's been eased back into it. You know, he had a little procedure done in the uh, all season, so hmm. um, he's definitely someone that's that they're you know they're they're pacing him back into. Um, 
you know, for those that don't know, his uh, brother Cliff, who's part of the uh, Panther groups, me and him actually, you know, communicate quite often. And he was, you know, giving some inside tidbits about, you know, the procedure and what's being done and things of that nature. But I, I definitely see Ian Thomas being a a playmaking factor once he to, you know, get back 100% full strength. And I like the fact that our coaching staff is, is patient because I saw some nice things talent-wise at the tight end position while I'm there. I mean, Greg Olson's just being Greg Olson. Greg Olson's looking like the guy that, you know, put up a 1,000 yards three consecutive seasons. He has a little bit of swag. He's laughing. He's having fun. So, you know, Greg's being Greg. But telling you guys, they may not get a lot of reps, but we got playmakers. Man hurts. That video I put up of him catching that 40-yard bomb from Cam, man, that oh, was yeah, I forgot about that. That was a joy to watch. You know, that was something that they had. Yeah. Man hurts lined up like an inside, you know, slot receiver. Hmm. And he pretty much just split the scene, you know, to go get that ball. So, <laughs> you know, he's way more than just, you know, a bootleg off the ha- off the halfback option that we saw last year Monday night against the Saints. You know, I've always I'm, I'm always been someone that says, you know, get someone opportunity. I know people get caught up in brand names and starters got to have this many reps, this many yards. But you know, these guys are also professionals. They they are capable of making plays if given a chance. That's why I always tell our fans to just you know be open minded to players getting opportunities. You know, you can't you know have you know the same players that you know, always making the same plays. I mean, it's a long season. Spread the wealth. Right. And that's another thing that I saw about the offense. Cam is really spreading the ball around. It's not, you know, just being the same two or three players. Like, everybody's catching catching good passes from Cam, and that's something I also enjoy seeing about the offense as well. You know, people are making a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, what to do about, you know, Cam's throwing motion and whatnot. Um, but if you look back to his first the, – the first, like, five or six games last year – um, before he before he took that injury and it, it continued to get worse, he had the same throwing motion last year. That's why his efficiency was already up, folks. Right, so he's already had a season, or I should say, an off season of you know refining that throwing motion. That's why you see if you see his passes from what I've seen from the video. Now Kevin's seen a lot more, and, and he's, he's touched on it, man. He is very smooth with his release. It's like it's like it's almost effortless the way that ball comes out of his hand, and it just spirals. It is pretty. It's not flying over here this way, that way. It is. It it, it it's going to be ugly, folks. He spread that ball around like he did in 2015 because you didn't know who to guard. So it's going to be interesting. That's all I had to say. Yeah, as far as the throwing motion, I think. It's more about being able to maintain his mechanics when he's mm-hmm. under pressure mm-hmm. as opposed to, um, you know, completely changing what he does. Because, I mean, he made some nice throws from a clean pocket last year. And when he's able to step into his throw, he, you know, his mechanics are fine. It's just that when he's feeling that interior pressure, mm-hmm. you know, he's not able to step into his throws like that. That's when the mechanics start to fall apart and you see him making those off-balance throws right. or because he scrambles a lot like that Detroit Lions game. You know, he thought he was going to run on that two-point conversion. He rolled out the pocket and had it in his mind that he was going to run. And then Jerry is right, flashes open over across the middle. But he gets excited. You know, mm-hmm. now he's got a transition from trying to run to get the throw off and he's mm-hmm. not able to get his feet set. And the ball just sails over Jerry's right head. Yeah, that thing was flying so, too. 
So, yeah. <laughs> so I think it's just about, you know, being disciplined with his mechanics when he's under pressure like that. Right, right. Yeah, and hopefully, hopefully him having, you know, more than one season with uh, with North, North and, his, and his son will – Hopefully he's got that muscle memory down a little bit, a little bit more than last year. He, because you can, like you said, man, you can tell he was still a little, you know, he's referring back to to the old can with them bullet throws because he was getting too hype in the pocket. Maybe he'll be a little more comfortable now, you know. Hopefully, hopefully. Knowing Cam, he probably done relived those missed passes, like that one he lobbed over McCaffrey against the Redskins that could have won it, and oh uh, man, I mean. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, it would not. It wouldn't be Cam if he hasn't probably called them same routes and plays just to just to try to purge that from his memory. Man, I, I definitely I think Cam is going to have a nice bit of touch because mm-hmm. honest fellas, and like I said, this is not me just being a homer about it. You know, I'm not the most in depth on mechanics, but based on that throwing motion. Um, that, that that was just because what he had last year, mm-hmm. and of course whatever was leaked out before, you know OTAs about it. You know one thing I'm seeing is is is, is looking very consistent as of now. So definitely hoping that muscle memory will kick in and allow Cam to be consistent, whether he's bootlegging, whether he's under pressure, because I've seen him lay some bullets, I've seen him do the lobs, and I've seen him do the touch passes so far in camp. Now, mind you, it's early. You're not allowed to get hit and things like that, but mm-hmm. just from a pure mm-hmm. mechanic standpoint, it's, it's been a joy watching, you know, Cam Newton throw the ball so far. Heck yeah, man. That's that's wonderful news. Wonderful news, you know. So, uh, what was what was Christian looking like? How was how was he looking out there? I mean, I, I know he came in a little little more diesel this year. It seemed like yeah, he's he's still fluid as ever, I'm assuming. Man, I'll be real. They 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 might be drug testing uh, Chris McCaffrey like they did Eric Reed for slasher, man. <laughs> man, when <laughs> I tell <laughs> yo, when I tell you McCaffrey looks like I know what his weight says, but he looks bigger than his weight. Like wow, like like he's just he looks bigger and faster. Than what he was last year, whoa, which is whoa, sa- which is whoa. saying a, a hell of a treat. Whoa! And <laughs> did you say yeah. faster? Bro, look, go whoa. back to that uh, that video that I posted from opening night, where uh, Armor was lead blocking for him, mm-hmm. and how the linebacker was right in the hole, and he just shot straight. He didn't even try to juke him. He just straight. He just straight X button on him and was just. <laughs> gone. I mean, he was pulling away from hot pursuit. And I'm like, wow. Yeah, he he's thinking about all the times because about what five, six times last year, he had a breakaway where he was caught from behind. Yeah. I, I I think that that kind of bothered him a little bit, knowing yeah. that he probably could have had three or four more touchdowns <laughs> rushing. Man, I'm telling you, like, like, he reminded me of the dude from the program, you know what I'm saying, getting that juice, man. I mean, I'm not saying McCaffrey's doing anything illegal, but he just – Come on, man. You'll get this boy in trouble. <laughs> hey, McCaffrey fans, I'm just being honest, man. Like, on, like, yeah, he, whatever workout program he's using, he needs to market that because he uh, – yeah, he, he looking like, like he's on a mission, man. And 
Hey, I'm, I'm definitely liking it. So McCaffrey is a uh, – for all you fantasy football lovers, mm. uh, I would grab him in the first round if I was you. <laughs> Lord, have mercy, man. Ain't no telling how Norv's going to use this kid, man. Good Lord. Whew, man. I can't wait. I can't wait, man. I can't wait. I can see you easily doing 1,000, 1,000 this year. I mean, 1,000 yards rushing, I think, will happen just off his normal workload. True. And as far as receiving yards, you know, I think he'll have the similar number of targets and catches, but he'll have more yards per catch because we got guys that can stretch the field this year. Man. So I think we'll see more explosive um, pass plays from CMC as opposed to just those dump offs we saw last year. So look out for that. You know, I, I think he could definitely do a 1,000, 1,000 type year this season. Woo! Dum, dum, dum. Yeah, I think, honestly, without being the homer hat on again, I, I think that he could be someone that can do 1,000, 1,000 like on a on a regular basis. Mm. I mean, I'm telling you guys, the, the play design of Noah Turner is a something I was just enjoying. Like, anybody that knows me know that I'm a formation and personnel geek. Like, I be paying attention to stuff like that, okay, Who's out there? Who's lined up where? And I'm just seeing things that, you know, had me thinking, okay, North, you're you're playing Madden out here because you're just swapping this player and putting him and you got this one going in motion. But, oh, wait a minute. Hold up. Why you got that guy right there? Oh, that's why? You know what I'm saying? It's just like, like I feel like North and Scott Turner, they just salivating at the chance. So, you know what? I hope it's all vanilla in the preseason. Because when them Rams come here to get that work week one, <laughs> I'm ready to see I'm ready to see a display like no other. I've already put down on the books 2710 Carolina, mm. you know what I'm saying, week one against the Rams. You know, I said that in an earlier podcast and, and I'm sticking with it. So uh but yeah, that yeah, this 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 offense is it's gonna be a thing to watch this year, folks. I'm telling you. Yeah, I saw it with the uh... Behind McCaffrey, they got that running back uh, depth going on, too. I saw they're doing that um, special with um, Elijah Holyfield, one of three guys they're going to cover, who's hmm. on the roster bubble. Mm-mm. And I heard, um, I read something that Elijah Holyfield's the last guy off the practice field every day. You know, he's out there working, getting extra catches in, you know, getting extra workouts in. He's doing everything he can to make the roster. And you got a Cameron Artis Payne. You know, he's not going to give up his backup position that easy. You know, he's got that experience factor coming in. So I can see him holding on to that number two spot. So, and you got Jordan Scarlett, you know, who's, you know, I've heard mixed things about, you know, he's looked explosive running the ball, showed better hands than they had thought he had coming out. But I think the pass blocking, he's been kind of getting roughed up a little bit. So keep an eye on that RB2, RB3 competition. That's something I'm going to be. Definitely watching during preseason. Yeah, man, that's, that's, those those are critical positions, folks. You can't you can't sleep on that. As much as we love Christian McCaffrey, it, it is football. You know, things happen. You know, if, if, you know, we're going into um, a division game, and you know, it's it's, you know, it's it's between us or in in one of the other three teams in, in our division, um, and we're missing our one our starting running back. Well, damn it, you want somebody in there who can who can pull. Uh, pull the toe and and then you know step in there and, and you know and, and contribute. So don't don't sleep on those the the second 
third string running back situations, you know, <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's a, that's a big deal. It's a big deal. So yeah, keep your eyes open. Yeah, and if, yeah, you feel me? I mean, adding with that tension, we're talking yeah. about running backs. Give you guys a little bit more insight on what I saw. Like you know, Will just brought up how Elijah Holyfield is first one out there, last one to leave. That's very much true. He had a couple of early, you know, drops. And he's been beating that just machine. He's he's definitely putting in the type of work. He's not taking anything for granted. You know, he wants to make his own name. You know, everybody thinks of him as a Vander Holyfield son, but he just comes off as having that demeanor like, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love my dad and his legacy, but, you know, I'm trying to make and establish mine. So mm. he's definitely putting in that work. And, you know, he might be one of the players that we just have to wait and see what he does in the preseason games to, you know, determine his value with the team. And now as far as Jordan Scarlett, he had a couple of them early and kind of why there's some mixed reviews uh, with him. The running backs coach, what he did was, and there was an article about it, he went and got some boxing gloves. So when they're doing their agility drills, uh, he's swinging, he's punching at the ball with boxing gloves to get the guys to hold the ball upright and tight uh, the way that they should. And... You know, hey, as great as Christian McCaffrey is, I don't know if y'all saw or heard, but, you know, he had broke loose for a long run. And the old man, well, not the oldest man, but Bruce Irvin at 31, he ran downfield 40 yard and knocked the ball out of McCaffrey's hand and recovered it. And, of course, you know, the defense went crazy over that. Ooh. And when they asked Bruce Irvin about that, he's like, hey, look, this, this is how I get down. You know, I don't ever quit, give up on a play, you know, and this is and this is one of the reasons why. And that's the type of attitude of mind frame that that we got on this team. I know we're just talking most about offense, but I had to share that with you since we was talking about, you know, running backs just based on what I saw. You know, so, you know, ball security is something that definitely all the running backs need to work on because McCaffrey done fumbled, Scarlett done fumbled and Holyfield done fumbled. Now, believe it or not. The one to get a butt of a lot of jokes, Cameron Payne. Gentlemen, I it, I see him being on the team as the number two back. I, I really do because what I'm seeing with Cameron Payne, I don't know if he's got a yoga mat or something, but his <laughs> ability to change directions seems to have gotten a lot better because he done left people stuck in the hole with a start and stop step that I, I personally didn't know he had. Oh. And, you know, it's just something that I was like, Okay, I, I see you there, sir. You know, and I was, was just like in awe, you know, and I put it in, you know, one of my rush reviews that, you know, his ability to make people miss is like, you know, I don't know if there's a Madden's rate adjuster for Cameron Artis Payne, but <laughs> his juke ability <laughs> is in the 90s <laughs> the way it looks like so far. So, yeah, he's definitely someone that is going to really make it hard for the coaching side, who's going to get the uh, the other two backup running back spots. Now, the last thing I want to say real quickly about the running back battle that I saw, Jordan Scarlett, when everything's clicking, he is the brown-skinned version of McCaffrey, if I can say such a thing. <laughs> what I mean by that is they is I've seen him line up. I've seen him go in motion in the slot. I've seen him catch out the backfield. I pretty much seen him do a lot of the things that we use McCaffrey for. I seen him doing it in camp, especially on, you know, when we're doing the team drills and, you know, the work that he's been doing since he had those two drops, 
the last three practices, I haven't seen him have any drops. I mean, he's catching in stride and the kid's turning up field. So I know everybody wants McCaffrey to have a high usage and things like that. But, you know, we got some horses in the stable that's going to be ready to eat when it's their turn. Mm. Yeah, we look at Cap, you know, we got these new shiny new toys, you know, Holyfield and Scarlet. But let's not forget, when old Cap was a 1,600-yard rusher in college, you know, Scarlet, Scarlet and Holyfield didn't rush for 1,600 yards against college kids. Cap did. So he's been there, done that, and been in this league for a lot of years. So I could, I could definitely see him staying on this roster and competing. Yeah, man. At the end of the day, we got some we got some workhorses coming up behind Cap. I mean, uh behind uh, McCaffrey. So, real talk. I can't I can't I can't I can't help but but pull for that dude, man. I I, th- I just think he caught a bad break, man. I uh, I really do. He, he was caught behind Stu. Then did they get McCaffrey in the draft? You know, he's, it's just hell, he, he's been around, but he just can't get that break, man. But I I tell you what. You put him in you put him in there and give him 20 25 carries and see if he don't see if he don't average 5 5 a yak. I'm telling you. Dude, dude, puts in work, man. It's obvious. It's obvious. I, I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big cat fan, no doubt. Uh, let's see. So, there's one. There was something I wanted to ask you, Kevin, about, um, about Walford. Oh yeah, was it hot as hell or what? <laughs> well, <laughs> if you ask my daughter from California, it was burning up. But if you ask me, it was it was nice and cool for, you know, typical Walford weather. Yeah, you know, we're talking about it was like low to mid 80s okay. and it was like a, a, a nice steady breeze. See, you know, her coming from California, see, they're not used to this thing called humidity. Yeah. So for her, <laughs> yeah, so for her, humidity, it was definitely yeah. uh, it was definitely something that uh, that she definitely struggled getting used to. Sitting out here, she's looking at me like, Daddy, how can you take this? And I'm sitting back, loving like, baby girl, this is a nice day. It's, I looked at my phone, it's like 84 degrees. You know, I'm just 84 July at, at, at Wofford. Right. <laughs> South Carolina we're talking about. Shoot. Yeah, that's that's a good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so so yeah, that's what it would have been like, you know, the first five pre- I, I don't think it broke 90 once the five days that I was there for yeah. the five practices. So yeah. Now I, I I do see that the nineties are supposed to come back this week, but I also see more rain chances as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know we'll see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I went to Wofford. Oh, geez, that was about, oh, about f- five years ago. I think it was. It might be more than that. Um, but man, I I just remember that you know that that South Carolina South Carolina humidity, folks. Whew, buddy, buddy, it was mean, man. It was just it just sits on you, but you lucked out this year, man. That's good. That's good. And uh, yeah, another thing about South Carolina is them is them South Carolina mosquitoes. You know, they got all yeah. got memberships to Planet Fitness. You know what I'm saying? So you know they do circuit training. You know, I mean, you know the mosquitoes be sizing you up like, you know, you about to get this work right. You know, that's just how it is. So it's like, <laughs> man, go ahead, do what you got to do, man. You know, that's how it is because they gonna win, bro. <laughs> I saw mosquitoes on doing a one-on-one drills with the receivers. I saw that doing a one-on-one. Yeah, drill. I saw. I saw. I saw one receiver. I thought the airport was close by. You know what I'm saying? That's how big he was. <laughs> Calling Homeland Security and shit. Yeah, man. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Mosquitoes down there are real, boy. Yeah, man. Yeah, don't go near the marshes. They get even worse. But anyway, 
So Camp Wofford has concluded and um, we don't want to you know, talk about you know everything at once because, you know, we're still going to talk about some uh, talk about what's going on on the offensive side of the ball and and um, uh, the coaching aspect of it. But just give you guys a heads up. Next week, we're going to talk about the defense. We're going to dig into that because there's there's far more questions on the defensive side of the ball than there is on the offensive side of the ball, to be honest with you. Um, I, I know for I know for one thing, you know, <laughs> seeing those one-on-one drills uh, with, between the receivers and the DBs and, you know, DJ Moore catching the ball with one, one hand and, um, you know, Samuel, you know, Catching catching D Jack on that nine route, man. That woof. <laughs> and Cam was just putting it on him, putting them on him. Did, did you catch? Did you catch that? Will did you catch those videos? Yeah, I watched them. But I always tell people is in one on ones, the receiver is always gonna have the advantage against the cornerback. So if you're a professional wide receiver and you can't beat a cornerback one on one with no pass rush and no safety help, then why are you in the league? Yeah. So. If I'd be more concerned if DJ and Curtis wasn't winning one on ones, and it's put the it. same thing with um the offensive line. You know, Greg Little got some footage oh. out there of him getting whooped oh. in one on one drills. My thing is, if my 16th round defensive end, who's supposedly the best pass rusher in the draft, isn't <laughs> winning one on ones, I'd be more concerned with that. He's got the advantage there, so. You know, don't put – it's fun to watch, but, yeah, you know, it's yeah. one-on-ones. It's practice. We're talking about practice. Man. Not a game. We're talking about practice. <laughs> Not a game. <laughs> <laughs> and the, hey, the reason I want to bring that up, because I know those fans out there be like, man, yo, Curtis Samuel, man, he's going to have – he's going to have, you know, top-notch numbers and this, that, and the third of them. Folks, it's one-on-one in shorts. Relax. Well, not shorts, but – Relax, relax. It, it's, it's not. It's there's a whole there's a whole other dynamic. Well, there's a whole up, couple of other dynamics that goes into preparing for a game. One of that's being having a whole defense out there that's manipulating the the, the situation and the context that that determines where the where the football comes out, how fast it comes out, if it comes out at all. Right, first down, second down, third. Down. I mean, there's a whole lot of things that goes into. Um, the dynamics of the game, uh, right? So, just seeing you know Curtis Samuel burn you know D Jack on uh, a one on one drill is really not going to give you that much information. Just just saying, just saying. You know, you know that's, I, was, I was happy Will Will was able to 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 translate that for y'all. I, I hope you I hope you digest that. You know, take that in, please, by all means. Just saying. Yeah, I mean, it was good that he. Yeah, it was good that Will touched upon that because I definitely was going to add to that myself. You know, the best part about these one-on-one drills for the receivers versus DBs is just seeing Cam consistently, you know, mm. throwing the ball, you know, intermittent to deep again. That's placement, yeah. that's something I was seeing. You know, I mean, his ball placement seems to be better. Like, you know, maybe a couple times a pass maybe sailed on Cam. You know, that's going to happen. That's just a law of averages. But, mm-hmm. you know, just generally overall, man, you know, Cam is – Given putting the ball where either his receiver's going to get it or nobody's going to get it, and I can live with that. And, you know, that's just something that it is one-on-one, but, man, it is fun watching Curtis Samuel, you know, giving people this work because what that does, that starts up the banner. You know, anybody that knows Dante Jackson is a talker, you know. So, you know, it was some trash talking going on. It was some things 
said that uh that ain't in the Bible that uh I don't know if I'm at liberty to say that I heard specifically, you know what I'm saying, with the jaw jacking, but it's all in fun. And, you know, let's let's not leave out, you know, DJ Moore as well. He was also working some people over as well, you know, but it's just so many people just hadn't seen a fully healthy Curtis Samuel and just seeing the type the ability that he's just pulling away. The way it is, that's that's what I'm noticing. As fast as Dante Jackson is, and we was talking about this with the Madden Ravens last week. Mm-hmm. If if he was the second fastest, and Curtis Samuel was leaving him, I want to know why Curtis Samuel wasn't running that 40 yard dash for me. And I was personally, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, that could have been an All Panther final if you ask me. <laughs> but you know, but definitely, it, it just seems like he just got another gear. He even said himself, he feels stronger and faster this year. And, and another thing that Will had mentioned as far as with these drills with the linemen, I mean, this this is so true. It is basically set up for the defender to win. So Brian Burns is not a first-team All-Pro, and Greg Little is not a bomb. You know, I saw, and I saw <laughs> this online, people just, you know, tell, oh, we wasted a second-round pick. Look at this dude. He came block, and, oh, this is pathetic, and. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, even when I posted the videos of the deep passes, man, our secondary is trash. And I'm just like, folks, calm down. It is not that serious at this point. You want to see your offense that, you know, that's known to struggle to score, you know, be able to make big plays. You know, so that's something I just really feel like that fans just – I understand you're anxious and was ready to see it, but – don't be having regular season expectations at this point. Because if you do, you're setting yourself up to fail and you're setting yourself up to have the wrong impression about what the abilities of the players are and what the schemes are. You know, so if anything else, just just ease up on the expectations until we get at least two, three preseason games in and then you can get a better idea of what's being served. But only three days in pass, only five days overall, it's, it's nothing compared to what it's going to be a month from now. Right yeah, I remember back in the day, you know, our first week of practice, we couldn't even get the ball snapped. You know, it's the first week of practice of the season. You know, it's the time, it's now's the time to make mistakes. You know, that's why we make mistakes now, get them corrected. You know, by week one, you'll come out there, be a well-oiled machine. Stay tuned, folks. Stay tuned. I'm telling you right now, man, I- just <laughs> it's gonna be interesting to to see uh um how these receivers pan out. You know, we we didn't we didn't mention Hogan, you know, uh, you know, probably because we don't have to, you know, professional. Jerry's right, we didn't mention professional. All right. I mean this <laughs> it's gonna be really interesting. And and like you know, uh, like Kevin uh, pointed to earlier, Cam is spreading that ball around, man, and when when he when he's you know, when you got when he got five, six, seven players touching the football and making plays and things of that nature and the defensive coordinator of the opposing team can't really put their finger on who to stop and where, where to put the cog in uh, to that, that hole in the dam because it's about to bust 2015 all over again. Watch out folks. Watch out folks. When Cam was spreading that ball around it was really hard to stop us. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, on that topic of wide receiver depth, a couple of things I was reading as well was Aldrick Robinson hmm. was having some good days and even got some reps with the ones. Oh. Like new guy, uh, Mickens, he's yeah. uh, helped me back there fielding punts. I think it was him, DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey. Hmm. 
and uh, some other guy, DJ Moore. So they're all competing for that punt return duties. So, you know, the guy who's ever going to fill out the receiver depth, you know, that's another competition to look forward to. You got Aldrick Robinson, you got Mickens, you got Rashad Ross, mm-hmm. uh, you got Godwin, the guy we drafted. I think he was also out there fielding punts mm-hmm. and well, was impressive running some routes as well. So, you know, I mean, yeah, we got all these competitions going on, man. It's looking forward to see how they play out. Yeah, I can't wait. So, Kevin, um, how did you come across getting that access uh, to the sideline? Uh, we mentioned before, folks, um, Kevin was able to actually be on the sideline um, at, at Camp Wofford for for a day or two. Um, you know, he's he's basically like right next to the coaches, man. It was it was crazy, crazy. So, hey, yeah, how, how did that go down, Kev? Well, in the words of trip, in the words of trip, daddy, everybody knows somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. Now, basically, with that, uh, I got a couple of inside connects to work for the team. Um, I had to swear to keep them anonymous sure. uh, for obvious reasons. Uh, but what I can say is that uh, one of my sources, he's the uh, guy over the uh, video photography, basically all the film that shot at practices his job is to put it together mm. so that the coaches can break it down and look at it mm. um he was someone that um uh was able to allow me to you know have that access mm-hmm. so uh it was just something that you know i got for the first time last year and i was blessed with the opportunity i got the phone call um late late friday night I was like, hey, you know, I see your daughter's in town. You know, how would y'all like to get, you know, on-field access? And I was like, hell yeah, you know. <laughs> Duh. You know, you know, do people need hell and water? Yeah, you know. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, let, hey, let's go. So, you know, we had to meet up at the spot, you know, get checked by security and mm-hmm. all that good stuff. And it was, folks, it was an honor and a pleasure. Mm. Let me tell you some people that I got close to, and I, I didn't post the pictures yet but i saw pretty much nearly everybody that we see in the media like david newton of espn mm. steve reed of the associated mm. press mm. Uh, you know the guy from panthers.com uh max hansen uh mm. bill both mm. uh the new girl uh the new reporter um candace i believe the, the one that came from indianapolis mm-hmm. uh saw uh Jordan Rodriguez, you know, the people that we, you know, see a lot of the information and, you know, media writers with them, you know, I was able to get up close with them, but I also got to see a couple other people as well. Um, I got to meet a linebacker, great, I don't know if he made the Hall of Fame or not, but he's definitely a great um, Miami Dolphins linebacker, Brian Cox Sr. Oh, was there, as you know, his son. You know, yeah, junior, junior is on the team, and I was standing next to him, and I'm looking up this guy like, he's a big dude still. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know how tall he is, but he had to be at least six five. Like, I'm six foot, and I was looking up with an arc in my neck. Like, <laughs> hey, that's a big dude. You know what I'm saying? And I, and you know what? He was easy going. Like, I just started up a conversation with him, introduced myself. You know, me and him chit chatted. You know, off and on throughout the period, and and he even allowed me to, you know, take a picture with him, you know, so that was an honor to do it, you know, and I definitely uh, enjoyed that. Also uh, got to speak and meet to uh, 
DJ Moore's mom, you know, that was in the um, All or Nothing. You know, she had her had her um, you know jersey on, and you know, introduced myself to her, and you know, very nice lady. You know, what I'm saying, got a nice smile. You know, just nice, good lady. She she definitely loves her son. She definitely someone that is definitely all in, and she's very vocal. And mm-hmm. who don't who don't who don't love their mom? You know, like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, that was a good uh, that was a good experience. So, from media to former star players to you know, players, you know, uh, parents, you know, it was definitely an, uh, an access that I enjoyed, enjoyed and I definitely look forward to, you know, having that opportunity again, you know, maybe next year or, fingers crossed, get something back by these media press credentials and I'll have access like that every practice. So stay tuned, folks, because if that does happen, I would definitely be the first to let you know that four-man rush is in the running to get media press credentials to give y'all exclusive access that you will only be able to find straight through us. So stick around and we'll keep you posted. This is not your everyday average, you know, there are other, other sources with press credentials. Sure. But they, they don't have the type of delivery that the four man rush has. And nor do they have the website that we have. And if you haven't been to that website, you are missing something. And, you know, we're working on it. Now, that's that's the reason why, you know, we we uh, skipped last week, um, not only because of Wofford, but because we were having training on how to put on um, uh, more content on, on the website, things of that nature. So, I mean, check it out. All right. It's a www.the4manrush.com. Okay. It's beautiful website uh, well taken care of um, sleek um, easy to use and um, we're going to be updating um, more and more content on that as we go um, when the season gets here but really stay tuned because it's a there's a lot there's a lot to it um, but yeah yeah for the fourmanrush.com check it out check it out it's good stuff um, so um, anything else we want to touch on in terms of the offense, offensive side of the the, uh, the football at Wofford camp or uh, any other happenings at Wofford? That's the only thing we haven't really touched on is backup quarterbacks. Ah, yes. Indeed, indeed. Will Greer, uh, Heineke, uh, Allen. What was, what, what was going on there, uh, Kev? Well, honestly, if you want me to give, my, you know, give you guys my honest opinion. Always. We got four – we got three really good. We got four good quarterbacks overall, but we got really three really good, solid backup quarterbacks on our team. And and the decision to you know cut one and keep the rest, it's gonna be hard because I literally say you can just really mix them up in a hat, and whatever two you pull out, you're gonna be good with. I could definitely see there could be value with. Kyle Allen, because you know whatever whatever happens since that game in New Orleans, like he just he just has a command of the huddle, like he is putting the ball spot on. Mm-hmm. He's really making good decisions. He's no longer like that game manager we kind of saw in you know preseasons past. Um, he's the guy that's not afraid to pull the trigger. You know he he's threading needles. He's doing lob soft passes. Uh, he's making smart decisions to get out of it. He's even showing some mobility as well. I mean, you know, I know everybody's all in on, on Will Grimm, rightfully so, you know, being the third overall, uh, not third overall, but third round pick that we got in this past 
NFL draft. But yeah, it's, it's definitely gonna be fun watching the backup. I'm gonna be honest. I'm more eager to see how the backups do in the regular season than Cam Newton. I'm just gonna be honest with you guys, and and I know that may sound a little odd or nah. crazy. His thing, I know what Cam can do. Mm-hmm. You know, Cam just ain't been healthy. So it's you know, if Cam goes out and has a 350 yard game, that's not gonna surprise me because mm-hmm. I've seen him do, done that before. But these other backups, I mean, Taylor yeah. Heineck, yeah. Heineke, I mean, my God, you. You know, we was talking about. I was talking about a, a brown skin McCaffrey, but he's a <laughs> he shows signs of being like a, a light skin Cam. I mean, I've mm. seen in practice where he's pulling that read option. He's, you know, he's showing some of the mannerisms that Cam does as far as like, you know, with his you know playmaking antics. You know, mm. my time. I know they can't hit, but he's definitely someone that I saw do a lot of bootleg action and was getting that ball spot on. Like you would never mm. tell this was a person that you know, tore their elbow tendon against Atlanta week 16 last year. So, yeah, the quarterback competition is definitely something that fans, you definitely have to pay attention to. I know typically the first preseason game started only play maybe a series or two. So the first, second, and last preseason game is really where you're going to really determine the, the abilities of all of our backup quarterbacks. And now, for one, I look forward to it. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, man, it's, it's, that's 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 some good stuff. <laughs> and so, uh, uh, Will, uh, have you have you heard anything about the uh, the backup backup QBs in the battle in that situation? Have you have you read anything about that? I've been following up on it. You know, I've seen Will Greer make some nice throws. I mean, this coach has had a lot of nice things to say about Heineke and Allen. So, I mean, I just think it's something we just got to keep watching. It'll go down to the wire. You know, it's, you know, right now, you know, they're throwing against air, throwing against, you know, hmm. scouts, you know, throwing against teammates, you know, Panthers <laughs> on Panthers. So let's see how they do against this Bears defense, you know, a week from Thursday, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yep, that is correct. Yep. Yeah, man. Oh. Now you good. You good. Yeah, at Soldier Field a week from this coming Thursday, I believe that'll be August 8th, if I'm not much. Yeah, that's y'all lifted yeah. up yet just now. Yep. Yeah, August 8th, I think it's a uh, 7 o'clock game. Um, Eastern Standard Time, if I'm not mistaken, six Central. So it'll be in Chicago at Soldier Field. So yeah, that'll definitely be a uh, a good test because even uh, if the starters don't play much, that scheme that they use, it definitely be a a good indicator on where we are. Now, again, keep people in mind, we're not really going to be game planning for them. So what you want? You, so again, kind of temper your expectations you know, these first couple of preseason games where we don't really do a lot of game planning for our opponents. Mm-hmm. It's more so about executing what what, 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 what we've been working on versus what they're doing. And that's that's pretty that's pretty much the, the facts right there, folks. Focus on us, not necessarily our mistakes, but what we're trying to maximize on, right? The basics, the basics. It's very important, very important. So um, I guess before, before we wrap this up, man, um, uh, any any um, upcoming news that you want to share with the uh, the listeners, uh, Kevin or uh, or Will? Well, as far as I go, uh, you know, with the four man rush, now that we've unveiled the website, and we definitely, you know, expect you know you fans to be able to follow us on the website because we made up in our mind the decision was made that you know these rush review reports that I give you from my own observation. 
will now be held exclusively on the Four Man Rush website. So we definitely want you guys to, you know, come check us out. But also, we uh, when I was on vacation in Miami, I posted a picture of myself in the Four Man Rush apparel and uh, got a lot of got a lot of people interested in our apparel, the, right. the T-shirt and the hats that uh, that we got a sample set of. Yes, so. Sir. We uh we're definitely working behind the scenes on, you know, working all the, the details about how to set it up and how to market it and how to, you know, be able to present it to you guys. So yeah, definitely stay tuned for for the four man rush apparel being something that you could be taking advantage of oh, yeah. in the very near future. Yeah. Gotta get them, man. They're gonna be they're gonna be like hotcakes, I'm telling you. We'll see. We got um the black so the black with the blue. We have the is it white the black shirt and the white shirt? Is that right? Yeah, it's like uh, uh, like the black shirts with the uh, with the uh, blue right with the blue writing. Yeah, the blue. Um, yeah, yeah, and then the blue shirts with the black writing. So those are the two uh, color schemes that we have uh, going right now. Cool. Uh, we did definitely had the ability to expand based on you know consumer demand. So you know definitely you know once we re- you know post pictures and show you guys you know what we have definitely. Um, Feel free to let us know what it is that you like and and uh, what what you wouldn't mind seeing us have available to you and you know depending on the market and you know cost and whatever we'll see what we can do for you. Yeah, man, we're we're gonna have them in uh, adults and and children sizes or. Yeah, start off the the size is going to be like unisex, so it's it's pretty much going to be anywhere from small to as much as a six X large. Wow. Nice. Uh, Nice. Yeah, so we're going to be able to pretty much cover a little bit of any and everybody. I've I've had people already in- inbox me like, "Hey, I got to get eight, eight shirts, you know, just for my family." You know, like we're all Panther fans. You know, we like the four man rush. I'm like, mm. "Oh wow, okay." Mm-hmm. You know, so definitely, you know, we're looking forward to uh, posting these pictures and, like I say, just putting the setup together, folks. Is pretty much what we're working on now. We want to make sure we get this right, so. You know, just you know, just please be patient with us. It'll definitely be worth the wait. I promise you that. And um, to you listeners, if you haven't been to our YouTube channel, you have got to check out our YouTube channel. We Will's Will have put out some of the the best um, uh, film breakdown on on the Carolina Panthers and individual players and and all all sorts, right? In in the whole YouTube universe, so. Um, hey, Will, you got any um, any uh, any clue of what you're gonna be dropping next? Uh, you give them a little, give them a little taste of what's going on. Yeah, right now I'm gonna keep going through this uh, camp battles, and I've been working on the nickel corner thing for a little bit. It's just hard to kind of find a lot of film on the guys competing for the position, so it's taking me a little bit longer. Uh, I know I've been getting a lot of requests for uh, Chris Hogan. So what I'm gonna do there is just look at the wide receiver depth, you know, and probably cover Hogan as part of that video. And then once, you know, once we get the preseason games, you know, that's when time when we'll start to do those post-game type of reviews every week. So, you know, you said a lot to look forward to on that. No doubt. No doubt. Our content's going to be crazy, folks. You know, um, first and foremost, let me let me just say on behalf of all of us, thank you. Big, big thank you for um, following our podcast and, and the four-man rush as a whole. Um, we're going into our first, you know, actual regular season, preseason schedule um, covering the Panthers um, in our unique format. So 
uh, it's it's a it's a big deal for us for you guys to be hanging out with us and and uh, supporting us so far. Um, we really look forward to to you hanging out with us going forward because it's going to be freaking awesome. I'm telling you, content's going to be crazy. The Panthers squad is going to be crazy, and I, I can't wait. So yeah, yeah. Let's just put it that way. Let's put it that way. All right. So um, make sure you guys tune in next week. Because we're going to break down the defense, uh, defensive battle at Kent Wofford and how how uh, things were measuring up. We didn't even talk about the linebacker core today. Um, there might be a reason for that. I'm just saying. And uh, make sure that you, um, you uh, again, check out our website, um, the uh, fourmanrush.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Coming pretty soon. We're going to be on Snapchat also. So, you know, check us out, man. Spread the word. And uh, we'll we'll check you out next time, and hopefully you check us out check us out next time too. So on behalf of uh, myself, Timmy Vio, Kevin, we'll shout out to Larry and Monty and Norris and Canardo and the rest of the uh, Four Man Rush team. We hope you guys have a uh, wonderful morning, afternoon, or evening whenever you're listening to this podcast, and make sure that you um, check us out next week Thursday. It's going to be hot. Right. And um, as always, keep out. The Foreman Rush is brought to you by the love and respect of and for the Carolina Panthers and Carolina Panther fans everywhere. Keep pounding. The Foreman Rush is a non-affiliate of the Carolina Panther organization. All thoughts, assessments, and content of this podcast is directly related to the Foreman Rush exclusively. Thank you. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.